Happy Sabbath, everyone. All right. Um, I'm super excited today. I'm going to talk about food <laughs> and Jesus. Uh, I've come to realize that it's almost been three years since I have had the privilege to serve Loma Linda Korean Church. And throughout those three years of my ministry here, I have met many people. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Do you guys remember this calendar? I had this thing called Operation Dinner Out. So when I first came, I ate with people outside. And so that's what, that was my uh, way of getting to know people, right? And so if you were younger than me, I would pay for the food. And if you're older than me, then thank you for dinner. And now um, I've checked out almost all restaurants in Loma Linda and many in California, and so now I'm into homemade food. And so now that I've gotten to know you guys better, uh, Pastor Richard and I, we do home visitations every Tuesday and Thursdays. Um, So if there's any one of you that we have not met and had the privilege to be at your house, please let us know. We would love to come and visit your household. And um, I realized in my ministry that the secret to successful ministry is in breaking bread. Uh, I think I kind of knew it instinctively. Pastor Richards definitely got it down, right? But Jesus had mastered it. He was the master. I'm going to read the verse again today. It comes from Luke chapter 15 and 2. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. You know, a lot of people don't pay great attention to these two verses. But these two very verses are the very reason why we have the parables of the three lost series, right? The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. These are the two verses that Jesus gave those parables. And they're one of the most uh, famous parables in the Bible, right? And so these two verses have tremendous significance. See, the Jewish people had a misconception of God's grace. They misunderstood the Father because in their mind, repentance came before forgiveness. It was their their tradition. So before anyone was to be forgiven, they had to have a period of time where they needed to repent. And after that period has finished, then they will forgive them and accept them back to their community or friendship. And Jesus was saying, no, God's grace comes before sinners' repentance. My Father loves you unconditionally regardless of how bad you are, whether you have repented or not, my Father loves you. Um, the story of Zacchaeus. This is from Desire of Ages, chapter 50. Um, Ellen G. White writes, Zacchaeus, before coming to Jesus, had been listening to John the Baptist. And it was also the Holy Spirit that even led him to encourage him to go see Jesus. And so Jesus wants to tell everyone, no, God's love comes before repentance. 
You know, eating is very, very important, right? Um, it, was, it is one of the greatest honor to be invited to someone, someone else's house, to dine with them, to break bread with them in Jesus' time. And it was also one of the greatest dishonor to refuse it and to not go. You know, eating shows us the relationship status of that person that you're eating with or not eating with. You know, asking someone to eat with you is one of the easiest things to do. And it's also one of the most difficult things to ask. Some people, they're already your friends. You're already close with them, and it's just a regular thing to say, hey, let's grab a bite. Let's go get something to eat together. Right? But sometimes, especially when your relationship is not right with that person, it is one of the most difficult things to do. Is there anyone at our church or in your life that you cannot eat with? That's probably the person that you need to eat with the most in order to restore that relationship. Sometimes it's easy to ask, and sometimes it is so difficult to ask. You know, one of the most difficult things to ask is to ask a girl out to eat, right? I don't know what to do. Uh, you, you want to eat? <laughs> and it's like the scariest thing because you don't know what they'll say, right? They might say yes. They might say, let me think about it, or... There's a big no. Sorry, I don't want to eat with you. But there's also the greatest joy when someone that you want to eat with says yes, right? There's already excitement and joy in just thinking about that time that you'll be breaking bread together with. But there's that ultimate sadness also when they say no and you are rejected, and you cannot eat with them. Um, Can you eat with Jesus? Are you comfortable enough to, if Jesus was to come to your house or to ask you and say, hey, can you eat with me, what would your reaction be? Do you know him enough? Would you be willing enough? Would you have the courage to say yes when he knows everything about you. All the good things and all the sinful things of your life, would you be comfortable to accept Christ to be at your table? If yes, why? And if not, why? You know, it's true. You cannot eat with just anyone. There are circles, right? And depending on which circle you're in, sometimes it's difficult to even be at that table. Eating associates with belonging. Who do you belong to? Where do you belong? In what type of society? Who do you eat with? For youth, it's a major factor. For adults also. If you're not even invited, then sometimes you cannot go to be there with them. Um, There are some dinners where everyone is having a blast. They're having a great time because you're with people that 
you love, you're comfortable, and you're just very confident. And there are also tables where you're very uncomfortable. I'm not sure whether I belong here or can I eat here. Who do you eat with and what kind of conversations do you have with them? I think there's three different types of conversation you can have. First is mouth-to-mouth, second is head-to-head, and third is heart-to-heart, right? Usually when you meet someone, you say what? Hi, how are you? How's life? You talk about the simple things, right? And when you get to know them a little bit more, you can start talking about things of this world. You can open up a conversation and have a dialogue, intelligent dialogue with them. And when you really get to know them, and when you trust them, you get to have that heart-to-heart. This is what I'm going through. How are you doing? What are you going through in your life? How are you conversing with Jesus in your life? At what level, in what depth do you get to speak with them? How often How much do you want to speak with such God? It says here, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him, to hear him. It's very interesting because Jesus attracts sinners. And at the same time, Pharisees rejects sinners. Are you able to attract sinners in your life? Do you get to eat with people who are going through suffering? What type of person are you in your community? And I can imagine, what would it be like to eat with Jesus? To be with someone who knows everything about you. There is no faking There's no lying. There's no putting up a face. Jesus knows who you are. But he wants to eat with you just as you are. Are you comfortable to eat with Jesus? And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. To them, it was unacceptable. How could you eat with them when they have not repented? How could you eat with sinners who don't deserve to be with? How can you accept them? But the truth is, that is a type of God that we serve. He accepts you just as you are. And before you even have the thought of saying, God, I'm so sorry, or you recognize that you've done something wrong, Jesus says, you're okay in my table you are welcomed to dine with me. Does our church attract sinners or do we repel sinners? They didn't come to Jesus because he uh, compromised or catered to them. They came to Jesus because he cared. Do we care in our lives? Do we care about people around us? How well do you know the person next to you? Or how well do you know the person that you don't sit next to? Do we care for others 
in our lives. Pharisees knew about the Old Testament law, but they had no love. And this whole story, the parables of the lost, is that they were lost and that they were found and they were able to rejoice. The first one, the parable of the lost sheep, just didn't even know. Got lost here, there, got lost, and the sheep knew that it was lost, but it didn't know how to come back. It needed a savior to come and go get the sheep. Right? The parable of the lost coin, carelessness. The coin didn't even know that it was lost. And it had to be found by the owner. And the parable of the lost son made a deliberate choice to be lost. But at the same time, recognized that he was lost and came back home. You know, regardless of the relationships, there are times when you have to eat with that person. And I think a lot of times um, it's family. Isn't it true? Whether you've had a fight or not, whether you had arguments, hopefully if you're a family, you can still at least eat together. Are we family in Christ? Is Jesus able to sit on your table? You know the types of intimate, personal conversations that you can have. The awesome thing about breaking bread together is that that's not the only thing you do, right? You share a conversation. You get to know about that person. And you build a relationship. I've come to realize that when I do visitations or as in my ministry, I can't give any if I have not been fed. If God has not been part of my life, And if I did not go through a personal relationship with them that week, that day, then it becomes so difficult to feed others with the Word of God. If I'm not fed, if I'm hungry, what ends up happening is I become selfish. Because I'm hungry, I cannot think about feeding others. I end up focusing on myself. Are you feeding others? If not, maybe because, that may be because you're also not fed. Are you being fed by Jesus Christ? Is God pouring out his love for you and are you receiving that love? If you're not able to have that dinner or lunch with that one person, perhaps it's because you don't have that love that you can share. Oftentimes, it is not our own, but it must come from God in order for us to give. Do you have something to give? And if you're fed, do you exercise? Or are you just gaining and gaining and gaining? Because that's when we become stagnant. That's when we cannot move. Are you moving? Are you being fed? I hope that you're able to have that 
personal time with Jesus at your table. The funny thing about the sinners, including me nowadays, is that the Bible says sinners, Jesus attracted the sinners. But nowadays, a lot of times, we as sinners are not attracted by Jesus. We don't want to eat with him. We are not comfortable to save a spot for Jesus in our lives. The more precious and special that person is that you plan to eat with, the more plannings you will do. Right? When I go visitations, it's, sometimes it's just amazing. The types of food that I get to eat, it's just like so high quality. And you can just see the, the times and the efforts and all the things that they've done. Right? Um, for those of you that run, who's been to uh, Auntie Eunice's house? Right? And the breakfast, the runner's breakfast, it is amazing, right? There's Eunice's food, and then there's maybe like Morangak, and there's Myonga, right? <laughs> and you can just tell, right? The quality time that you have differs. How much preparation do you put into spending that time with Jesus? Do you plan for it? Do you look forward to it? How is our Sabbath? Is it something that we can truly say, I have looked forward my entire week for this? This is a time that God has set aside and said, Hey, it's my special date with you. God sanctified and made it holy because Sabbath is holy because of His presence, God's presence. God's promise. How is our Sabbath? Are we ready? Are we prepared by Friday? Do we make our preparations for the King of the Universe? You know the amazing thing about eating with the King is that when the King sits down, it becomes the King's table. When you allow Jesus to be part of your life, it becomes his life that you live for him. Who's sitting at your table? Who are you eating with? You know, sometimes I get to eat with celebrities at home, except that they never reply back to you. I'm on my computer watching a drama or... TV show, and you know, you don't gain much out of eating by yourself. Right? There's always something that you can gain from spending time having fellowship. Right? I hope that you take every opportunity you can get to eat with Jesus. Because He's willing to eat with you. You know how special that is? That someone such as God is willing to say, I'm not embarrassed to be with you. But it's so ironic that sometimes we are embarrassed to be with him. And I feel so guilty. How can I say that I don't want to associate with 
Him. When He's given everything to me. When He's made everything for me. When He gave me my life. And when He gave His life for my sake. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of God that wants to eat with us. You know, like, um, I have a few comments when I go on Instagram. Man, you have a great life. (laughs) All I see is you eating food, 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 food. And it's true. Um, And I'm, I'm having a great time. But it's a blessing, right, to have people to eat with. And it is truly a ministry to have people that you could be vulnerable with. How's your ministry? Who are you eating with? Right? You know, if you're not special and you want to be special, the simplest and the easiest way for you to be special is just be with someone special. Right? That person will make you special just by that person being there with you. Right? Be with Jesus. He's special. And if you get to be with them, he will make you special. Um, For those of you that are graduating, for those of you that have graduated, I hope that no matter how old you get, I'm speaking to junior high and high school and perhaps even college, don't be too cool for Jesus. Make time for Jesus and at least once a day, Eat with them. Break bread with them. He has so much to give you. He has so much to feed you. And it's not just physical, right? That love from God is part of the purpose. It fulfills our reason for living. And I hope that as Jesus was willing to say, I'm going to eat with the sinners. You read in chapter 14, Luke There are people, crowds following him. Which means he was not afraid or ashamed to eat with them in public. Right? Be public about eating with Jesus. Be intentional about feeding others from what Jesus gave to you in your life. And I pray that um, you may, we may all be at that table at the king's table in heaven together. All right, let's pray. Dear God, what a precious opportunity you provide for us as you invite yourself proudly to eat with us. And how sad it is that oftentimes we say no and we don't give time for you, but I pray that we make you our priority, number one. And as we are fed, may we feed others. And as you call us, um, as you're unashamed of us, may we do the same for you. May we live as Christians for you in our lives. Jesus, we pray. Amen.